Welcome back to FTP Speed Shop Podcast, a podcast where we talk about what you talk about in the garage, because hey, we're in the garage. I'm your host, Mike Early, and today with me, I got Taz. How's it going, Taz? Pretty good, man. So, uh, what have you been uh, working on in the garage? Oh, lately I picked up myself a 02 uh, Chevy Silverado, you know, standard cab short box, you know, came with a stock 5.3 and a little 4.060 in, but uh, swapped everything out, decided to go with a 4.8 I had laying around for like four years, you know, finally, finally got it up and going and yeah, it's, it's working out. Not bad. I, I've seen a few a few videos of it on the internet. It seems like a boogie's all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it gets down all right. So you went with the four eight just because you had it, or yeah, that was you know it was a junkyard you know engine that I picked up. You know it was it sat around for the longest time. I didn't even think I was going to touch it. So it just and I had the turbo already sitting around. It was a S four seventy five, and I like, huh, man, I'm just. I've been out of the out of the groove for a little while, and ever since the Honda game, I've been out of it for like six, you know, six plus years, and I just had that itch, man. I just, you know, went went back to the streets again and seen what's going on. I was just like, hmm, maybe I need to get into something else again. So I decided to put a little something together, and it it, it worked, man. I was really really amazed. Well, you had that. Uh... Well, we can go. We can go in the way, way back machine and the Accord and the Nitrous way back in oh. the early two thousands. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that was. Woo. You had that. Uh, was it Civic Hatch? That black was it, or was it a? Yep, ninety five Civic Hatch. Yeah. Yeah, that that car was. That was actually my wife's daily, <laughs> and we made a deal for actually the uh, the ninety eight Prelude we had back then. The wife wanted that really bad, and I was like, you know what? I I'll tell you what, we make a deal, you know, we, we'll switch vehicles, you know, you let me do what I need to do to the Civic and I'll give you the prelude, no problem. And, you know, she fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but you were always an H and an F guy. <laughs> you got rid of the H and went to a B, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, I had a... the, uh, actually had the D series going first and I ended up squeezing a lot of power out of that little motor. It was, it was fully forced top and bottom and, oh, that was... You know, I like I like mess with smaller engines, so I was just really curious. So I decided to just build my own and see how it worked out, and and yeah, it was impressive. A little four hundred fifty horse little engine, a little one point six liter. It was it was a screamer. It's definitely impressive what those little yep. those little motors can make per cylinder. Yep. You know, they get a lot of a lot of shit talked on them, but yeah, <laughs> man, when when you're pumping out over a hundred horsepower per cylinder, that's Yes, it's that's doing a lot. Yep. I mean, I guess that's what the LS game is with the turbos and all that stuff now. It's yep. I remember back in the day, it was like, if you had 600 horsepower, you're the king of the yes, street. You were. Yes, you ain't were. Ain't nobody touching that. That's and right. Finally get the Chevelle's got the supercharger on it. You know, it's maybe around 600 horsepower. Yep. And they're like, 600 <laughs> horsepower, jeez. My wife's car has that much horsepower. It was all about power and weight ratio, man. That's mm -hmm. what I believe. So it's it it played a big role, and it still does that today. You know, and it's as a few guys I know now with you know still in the Honda game, putting it down. You know, Alex, he's come a long ways, but now he's got that old drive car that just it takes out anything and everything in his way. I just. <laughs> pretty impressive how did, the way he came did he do the all-wheel drive conversion on it or was yeah, it all-wheel yeah. drive conversion yep man there's a lot of a lot of he neat done. stuff out there now yeah. like that that's 
it wasn't readily available back then you know mm -hmm. it's like all the liberty trainees they got for them now you know back then it was just a bunch of cheaper stuff and we worked with what we had you know that was it but you know now it's it's gotten a lot better yeah i don't know i can't it's really it's really hard to justify spending the three grand on the bell housing or whatever it is yeah, to get I know, that right? i looked into doing that maybe with the prelude just you know I'm do something different maybe i'll do all-wheel drive yeah i know if i do it again you know do it over again it'll be it'd probably be a lot better this time if i was to build another honda it'd be pretty extreme mm -hmm. for now sure they got all the you know the resources for all the parts are out there now so it's you know it's just it'd be it'd be something to try out oh for sure it's definitely the well the aftermarket has come miles and miles and miles there's still nothing hardly out there for the uh the h series stuff like they're yeah those but, motors were the least looked at for because of the displacement i believe and they just they didn't they wasn't that popular yeah you weren't spinning those to nine or ten grand like yeah. like some of the the shorter stroke b series motors it's almost like you treated those though if they were like uh let's say your average six liter ls six liter you know you throw that in a vehicle you don't put too much of anything on it because you know it's really sensitive but it does just fine being in a versus the smaller engines they can take more abuse because of the you know the originally of the block you know the block is a lot more thicker it handles more pressure and that's that's why i would pick the smaller stuff all the time it worked out for me but yeah that's, that's as far as that the b and the d series that's why i always fell back on those because they were the more it was a lot more resourceful parts for those oh absolutely the aftermarket for those was yeah. was through the roof i mean you could get just about anything and everything for those so yep. absolutely agree with that 100 percent. so um but the the h the h and the f's they were like the big blocks of the yep. of the honda world yeah they didn't they didn't spin to the moon but they made a lot of good torque yep so i remember drag radials and a 50 shot of nitrous on that and spraying nitrous <laughs> in first gear and, you know, dumping the clutch at the track at four grand and it just freaking, it moved out pretty good. And, you know, it was still slower than hell. It was a 14 second car, but <laughs> it was still fun, man. It's all that matters. Yeah. It was still fun when you did it. Times, times have definitely changed. I don't even think there's a 14 second car on the street anymore. They're all, they no, all seem to be so much faster. That's old fast speed, man. It's, it's all different now. You know, now you're hearing cars running and, now, now there's a lot of eighth mile drag going on, so you don't, I mean, I'm seeing cars, you know, normal, the normal speeds anymore is a 6.5 class. You know, that, what, you know, what I did with the truck just, just recently in a 6.5 class, I'm just looking at them like, okay, so that's, a, you know, basically a 10 second quarter mile run. So it's just like, that's the new thing now. It's just, you know, if you're in a 6.5 class, you know your, your car is doing something really well, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you it was like being in 12s the 12 seconds back yeah in the day. back then 12s was fast <laughs> yeah and now it's like you can't even come to the come to the game anymore yep. so um so what are you what are you doing with the truck the truck's pretty nice little pr pretty clean little piece and you just got upgraded the turbo i think i saw on yeah. on facebook or on instagram yeah i had to replace the turbo after that uh that last six five cash days we had uh turbo was was taking a dump on me you know maybe the second or third fourth pass into the whole race but i didn't i didn't give up i had to just push through since i was there and i kept climbing up the ladder so i just kept going with it and 
to the end. You know, I made it to the you know second runner up, but I was like, hey, I made it this far. That's I was I was more than pleased with what I've done for myself. You know, building that little project and it and it worked out. So you get second place out of that? Yep. Well, hell yeah. So, That's yeah. pretty damn good. I seen a few videos. Uh, <laughs> the truck look I gave was moving pretty good that day. So, yep. so you got the upgraded uh, turbo. You know, maybe we don't want to give away all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got another pending uh, pending race coming up here soon. So yeah, right now I'm just getting you know getting stuff dialed in, and I still have a few upgrades I got to add to it uh, to make it right. You know, because I I got to take first next time, man. Hell yeah! Is it another cash days event? Yep nice how often do they do those about once a month or so oh uh, yeah once a month that's about right you know depending on the weather yeah yeah i always i always thought it'd be kind of cool to do that but i don't man <laughs> hey, i don't, you I don't know come check it out you know i don't know footage. if i got the balls anymore <laughs> to do that it's i don't know i guess it's, i got old it's, it's a lot more regulated than before yeah we actually had to pay watch out people you know people to keep you know make sure we all safe you know safe and keep you know keep us from getting in trouble so it's it's not it's not like the fast and the furious it's, no, it's actually no, you know yeah, it's, it's as safe running, as you yeah we don't go running from cops nothing like that man. it's That's as safe like as you can be from the for, from the street aspect of you know obviously there's nowhere to shit with the closest place to go to a strip around here i guess is I-29 oh, or, yep, or you know, Carney or Hastings, yep. I think. So it's like we're driving over an hour to get anywhere. and Yeah, that's the worst part. We need to get something here. It would be nice. It would be really nice. It would, and, you know, then you could get times and, you know, you can figure out what your where your 60 foot is and what you're actually doing in the eighth mile and then in the quarter mile or something. more revenue to the state even. <laughs> well, yeah, but they don't think about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> they, they think about waking up the, uh, waking up the dead people in the cemetery yeah. and all that bullshit <laughs> excuses they had last time. So, but yeah, I don't know. It seems it would be nice if there was a place that, uh, we could go to, just keep the, keep be, the kids off the streets beat on our cars a little bit yeah it'd be yeah. it'd be real nice because i don't i don't know man it's well for one i'm scared because i don't have a car that's en enough to like really go out there and shit talk not that i had a car back in the day i guess i had more balls to go out and shit talk back in the hey, day you, you proved a valid <laughs> point man you was you know you showed yourself well you know it was you, you performed so i gotta give it to you, you performed but well. uh you know i guess that was part of just being young and knowing the car and knowing what the car could do yep. is where i don't really i don't drive any of my cars enough to really know what they're to know them in and out uh, like i did you know the prelude back in the day you know it's <laughs> I'll go out and fuck around on, on roll racing and stuff with Travis and that Corvette. And the Chevelle gets really fucking scary at speeds. Like it's, you're, you're topping oh, out third man. gear. It gets scary. It starts darting a little bit in the front. And there's a nasty vibration a in the driveway that roll. shows up. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it gets a little sketchy. So I, it'd be nice if I, well that, and I still have a 10 bolt in it. So oh. if I, if I hook it, it's going to go kaboom. I do oh, have a 12 yeah. bolt over in the corner back there. I, I just yeah. haven't got around it. To... That was probably my last upgrade on my truck was that I actually found a 04, uh, 2014 Silverado rear end. And it was actual 12 volt, but still retain a six lug bolt pattern. So I'm like, hmm, give it a try. So I put that in there, do a fresh set of gears from you. Was it a 14 bolt? It was a 12 bolt. 12 bolt. Yep. Salisbury style rearing hmm. yep so put that on there and 
bought the B&M reinforced cover, put on the backside of it. So it was, it, it's, it's working pretty good right now. And when we like a 373 gear ratio. Yeah. Yep. Automatic in it, I'm assuming. Yep. TH400 with a trans brake. Yeah, that's about it. Got the bump features. I seen it bump in. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do that, man. All my years of seeing cars taking off off the line, and now they get up there, boy, boom, 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 and they're scooting up there. I was like, oh, I like that. So yeah. I was like, man, I'd be glad when I get a vehicle to do that. So, yeah, man, I love hitting that boat, that button somewhere, you know, just. <laughs> what uh, What are you running for uh, for tuning software? Oh, I ran with uh, Terminator X. Oh, okay. Yep. That's probably the. I don't know. It it's it's really user friendly. I like it a lot. It it, it seems a lot similar to like the uh, the old Honda S three hundred. You know the tuning. You know the, all the interface and all that seemed to be almost the same. So when I, you know, doing the Honda stuff and then you know, I switched over and you know, got into this, you know, the Holly stuff. I'm like, hmm, it's it seemed kind of similar. Start working with it more and more, and it it was it's such a forgiving program, and I love it. It, it works hands down. That's the best thing to use anymore. Speaking of that, do you have any uh, chipped uh, Honda ECUs laying around? Oh man, <laughs> no! I, I yeah, I sold a few less items like that. Like maybe three years ago, I was yeah. digging around and found some stuff laying around. A uh, Skunk Two chip I seen had around, and some wide band stuff. Sold the PLX just recently, so that's. Got unloaded all the stuff. Oh, <laughs> now I had that ECU I got from Jeremy. The, I think it was a P28 or P28. Yeah. In, actually, it might have been a ECU. P06. I, I don't remember. It's sitting over there, but the main capacitor on it, it was chipped running Chrome, and that's what we were tuning the Prelude with. Oh, yeah. I never understood that program. And I never even got a chance to really get into it because the main capacitor uh, Once I seen cracked and leaked all the acid out short of the, oh. the ecu out and the damn thing started on fire oh, it was wow. just idling in the garage i was taking pictures of it for the insurance company and all of a sudden it goes shuts off and i'm like oh that's Holy weird it won't shit. won't turn on anymore and then there's smoke rolling out from the tow board i'm like whoa oh, what the hell i figured i messed up something with the wiring or something like that you know because i did all the wiring and now a damn ecu shorted out so right now i've just got the non-vtech um ecu in there and then the since i got rid of the resistor packs and went to the high impedance or the the low impedance yeah coil and plug now or no it's it's still but for the injectors um i've got the jdm injectors in there and with the, like adapter plugs i had to oh, make to plug it in because yep, yep. went from the the high to the low the, the low to the high. Yep, high and low I forgot about that. That's how they drain them. So, yeah, you have to use that little resistor box. Yep, I deleted that resistor box. So, because yep. I was running uh, like RC450s, I think, in there. So, and it's bringing back a lot of memories, man. Sitting there <laughs> thinking about that, I was like, wait a minute, he's talking about the impedance of the of the injectors. I was like, wait a minute, I remember fucking wiring up those little ass boxes, man. It was so annoying. You never know what injectors you got back then. You just had to run and see what it did and if you know yeah. it didn't work out, out or put whatever them, put the box in there yeah. and the box activated it just right it's like okay cool so yeah that was that was a good learning curve there <laughs> was yeah fun. it was all the all the little the stupid shit we did back in the day kind of yeah. well it's the stepping stones if you're not going out and like doing something and building things or making things happen then yeah you're not 
not you're living. not learning. You're not you're living. Not, yeah, yeah, you're not growing a, as yep. a person or as a, a hobby or a creator. So that's right. I kind of always have been of the the mindset: if I'm not out there doing it, then yep. I'm, it's not interesting enough to me. I don't really like giving my stuff to other people to work on. I want to be able to figure out how to do everything yes. on it and take yes. it from every <laughs> single. I haven't got into like automatic transmissions and rebuilding stuff like that. Oh, Rear man. ends, not much, you know, I've replaced bearings and stuff like that, but never gotten setting up gears and things like that. But otherwise try to go through everything else and just every, every project, you know, try to learn something new. Like the, we got the, the new backdrop in the garage today is a sub 100 and like, did the headliner you know the mexican blanket did the headliner out of that and <laughs> fired up this the sewing machine and just tried to figure out how to do it made my own headliner bows and stuff in there because those didn't originally have a headliner like that it was kind of the good there, man. cardboard whatever headliner so well, yeah, I seen you looking at that when i was on the phone that's yeah. that's on a <laughs> that's on an 04 suburban oh, so really? the whole frame engine everything's 04 suburban so a lot of a lot of neat stuff to it i kind of walked around and looked at everything and i'm just like wow that's a lot of a lot of custom stuff done to this um, you know it makes the average person don't see these much you know really appreciate the, the craftsmanship you got into this thing man it's a pretty amazing machine well and then i'm my whole philosophy on cars is like i want it to look like it should or the way it should have come from the factory you know, so I do little subtle tweaks, like I lowered the side trim down a half inch because from the factory, it's up a half inch and you can see the two tone or whatever. You can see that body line is right there. And I was like, I think the chrome should be at the body line to cover up that two tone as much oh, as possible. Yeah. And just little stuff like that. I don't, I didn't do a whole lot of other things on this, just shaved the back line, um, where the, the box and the taillight, I guess, assembly meets, but. Did you do a floor lift in the back here? Oh. Yeah, because of the way the frame came up on the Suburban, it actually came, I had to raise the floor, I think seven and a quarter inches on it. Oh, wow. So it makes it nice if I ever got to do a fuel pump because I can literally sit underneath yes, the right car under <laughs> and the fuel pump's right there because that's where all the headroom's at. So all the stuff in the back is, you know, that's tight yeah. to the frame, but right where the fuel pump's at, we thought about trying to do some sort of a, cubby or storage down there you know maybe lift up the bed put it on hinges like in the front by the cab there where mm. there's just all that dead space but it's like yeah this is really yeah, it seems like too much too much work to go through and do all that but no that's it's a fun truck it we built it on a budget made it as cheap as possible um i mean i think the whole truck i it, every time you know obviously the longer you have a vehicle the more money goes into it yeah, but i don't I, it works man it's i mean i, I think <laughs> when we first got it done it was about five grand i had in the truck and then we did a little bit here so i i i'm gonna say i'm under seven thousand dollars in the whole truck oh shit, that's not bad so man. it's not bad at all it's it's definitely you know for what it is it's a head turner it's a cruiser we've drove it um you know nine hours away to car shows or whatever and it just it just boogies on down the road and just does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> it drives like a new car and rattles like an old truck is kind of what I always say. Cause it's still got all the door rattles and window rattles and stuff that all the old vehicles like have. Old, yeah. yeah. But it, it'll do. do for transplant in this thing. It's just all factory factory. Oh, four suburban. So it's got a five, three in it. Mm. It literally took the 
the cab in the bed and just set it on a suburban frame over the motor oh, so you have to custom make all the mounts to hold all this up it's got the uh the suburban floor pan in it because of the floor pan was shot in the 65 so just modified the suburban floor pan to work with it and then had to cut the frame the body mounts off of the frame and move those forward three inches because the cab came forward three inches to where the floor pan was on the suburban so oh, it, it took a little bit of playing yeah, to get the yeah. wheel the wheels to fit right in the wheel well opening versus what the suburban was but it all all lines up pretty good we wanted to get it as low as possible to try to have the body cover the frame and it's close but i would have never known you did all this man if you would have never told me i would have just guessed this is how all this truck was set up but like i said the, the bid was almost kind of a giveaway when yeah. i looked in there it's like huh he lifted a box up and i looked under there and i seen the towers you had that was like that don't seem right <laughs> I'm like, wow that's the tallest one's ever seen man but i'm like wait a minute the floor has been lifted up so he did you, you know you did it right it looks good man looks yeah good. and it's the 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 best part about it is taking that to show is you know when you got like these diehard Ford truck guys and they're like yeah. <laughs> i never i don't ever look at lug nuts i don't count lug nuts it's not like on my radar and it's six oh, lug yeah, and so they yeah. walk up to it and they're like the hell it's got too many lug nuts why has that got so many lug nuts and they're like they're like laying on the ground looking underneath they're like it's not crown vic swap this look what it what the hell is yeah, six? they're like what the hell is six lugs and they're trying to figure it out and then they go talk to them like you shitting me damn i didn't even know that was an option i go i didn't either until we were drunk one night in the garage after hurricane harvey or whatever it was down in texas and we were looking for co-parts to get uh, like five threes uh or six liter pullouts and so oh yeah was... and this truck was just you know it was it was a basket of bolts uh it was still red and all that stuff sitting in here on the original frame and mm. i was like oh man i don't know it'd be cool to do like a, a body swap onto like a newer yeah, a newer model awesome. truck something that it would have so that it would have good suspension you know i wouldn't have to be dealing with the twin i-beams and all the bullshit up front and started looking at truck wheelbases and then started looking at tahoe wheelbases and suburban wheelbases and oh, coming yeah. up the, you did the way out research man yeah the suburban try that. <laughs> the suburban wheelbase is one inch longer than the factory long box pickup wheelbase and i think the track width up front was about a half inch wider so the tires do rub when you like hit a bump on crank you know with it's cranked over but it's lowered so you didn't have to shorten the frame at all on either end no no wow, it's so like it, direct under it's there, huh? pretty much yeah it was one inch longer but with these the big sweeping wheel wells you're really able to make up the you're, you're able to make up a half inch here and move it a half inch there and you can make that inch up really easily yeah, with it yeah just a, a, sweet a little spot. a little harder with a car where you don't have two separate pieces that you can kind of oh, yeah. jostle around a little bit and spread the gap out here and there so but yeah i don't know it was a fun truck i I just wanted to learn how to do um, things I've never done before. So it's like, obviously, I've never done a, a body swap or a frame, you know, or any of that stuff. And it was a good in intro. I learned a lot. I did the LS wiring harness and the Chevelle. And so this retained... Oh, this retained the factory under that or under hood uh, fuse block and all that. And then I... That's what... That fuse block runs the entire truck. So every other circuit in the truck oh, so you now... kept the whole factory... Yeah, yeah. so now everything mm -hmm. is ran off of that um, 
and keep you know, more of a stable relay system to mm -hmm. run with all the factory yeah stuff. get rid of the, the little glass uh fuses and all that so it was definitely a lot of hours of uh staring at paper wiring diagrams yeah, and chasing <laughs> chasing wires and figuring out yeah. what the hell this goes there and uh the ignition was different from the truck to that or some i don't remember what it was one of them was ground actuated instead of power actuated mm -hmm. so when you tried to inter intermix yep, them yep. you were shooting sparks because it was going i don't remember what the hell it was but there was a lot of uh whoa okay that's getting hot uh shit that's not right let's go ahead and <laughs> go back to the uh, drawing board on that one <laughs> but it was it's fun i like i i like building the cars as much as i like driving them i mean that's fun to drive that turns more heads than anything i own oh yeah and it's just the i think it's the, the colors i mean that teal just grabs grabs your attention it does right when i walked in there i was just like man it's, it's something about this thing i like it a lot it's you know, it's it's, the, it's very subtle Let's yeah just say that the mm -hmm. color it's like perfect yeah, and I, I like to piss off the true Fords because I'm a Chevy guy, I guess, but I have a Honda and I also have a Ford, so I guess I can't even really say that <laughs> anymore. But, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm not a Ford guy, but I got a free Ford pickup truck, uh, so I put a put it on a 04 Suburban. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just, yeah. I just, you just made it better. Let's yeah. Just say that. You made it better. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll piss off the rest of the Ford guys, so. But yeah, I don't know. LS swap the world. I don't know. It seems to be a good platform. Yeah, I like it. Anymore. That's where it is. It's best best budget beater engine you can get right now for the price. It's a, it's crazy what those things can handle and just, you know, sloppy mechanics and Matt Hopple and all that stuff, figuring out the weak links on all those is just that blew my mind when I saw that stuff a handful of years ago when he's like dyno tuning the five three and Hey, that guy uh, actually that guy actually knows his stuff, man, believe it or not. Yeah. My truck is run off of one of his tunes that I modified. Really? And it's working just fine. Yeah. yeah. I just had to switch everything over, of course, because he was, you know, the tunes that I got off of his website actually had to uh he must have been running pump fuel and I was running running eighty five at the time, so I had to take and change the whole, you know, the map thirty percent more fuel across the whole board and I, you know, first turn key and it fired right up. I'm like, holy crap. So I'm like, shit. I did a little drive around, got some data log in and just had to make a few adjustments and I just left it alone. It, it's working just fine. Yeah, I mean very he's, informational guy to, you know, get resources from. He's tuning. definitely put a uh put a lot of time and energy into it and it's it's cool to see my favorite part was where he would he'd literally just find the the weak link and yeah. as you got you make 10 more horsepower this is what breaks you make 50 more horsepower this is what breaks and it's like okay yeah 750 you know now we're maxing out you know whatever a thousand it's not the injectors or whatever it's the fuel line or the fuel pump or something and yeah find all the weak links on it so it's it's cool to see it's just cool to to have a motor that a motor combination or whatever that can readily yep. available when you blow it up they're they're getting a little more expensive but when yeah, you blow it's... it up it's not the end of the world it's not <laughs> like you got a six thousand dollar built motor like you would have nope. back in the day you know, just stock bottom end builds man that's pretty much all we're doing with them now just leave the bottom ends alone you know just check everything out do your ring gaps and just put a good top end on it that's basically all i have on my truck 
Do you go in and when you rebearing it while you're there, or you just reuse? The I didn't bearings? even touch the bearings on mine. I yeah. pulled mine out of junkyard. It was uh, 170,000 miles on it, and I slapped the oil pump on it. That's all I did to it. Put everything together, new top end, and just run it. Yeah. Yep. Gap the rings, open up your ring gap. I actually didn't even touch that either. Yeah. Never even touched the ring gap. When I, that six liter I had for the Chevelle that's in there now, um, I pulled the pistons out to gap the rings. And the ring gap from the factory was bigger than what I wanted them to be. So they were already open. They already wore out. That's what that is. <laughs> they already got know. themselves. <laughs> so it was, you know. I That's I was, what I say. It's a hit and miss, man. Yeah, it's a hit and miss. For like, <laughs> like 28 and 25 or something. And it was like, or maybe it was 25 and 20. I don't remember what the hell I had in my mind. But it was, uh, yeah, it was there basically all around 30. Yeah, top, I say anything first over and second ring, yeah. <laughs> anything over 150 or 60k, it's already ring gap. You don't even touch it no more. <laughs> well, now that I know that, it was a 180,000 mile motor. It was a $500 six Oh, yeah, liter, it was so. already broke in, yeah. man. <laughs> I do got to figure out the issue, <clears throat> issue with it because it's got real good oil pressure when it first started up. Drive it, starts warming up, and it'll drop down to like 10 at idle and oh, wow. eight, and then. And then it, it I would. comes right back. I'm scared to, well, I don't want to drain the oil and check the oil. I've got so much other shit going on that I haven't messed with it for the last month. But I would, I would go for the sensor more likely. If you didn't replace that it's, first, if it's, it's still a vac the factory sensor that's on those, they, they can re-faulty. So that'd be, you know, I will go at least somewhat the cheapest route to, to take care of the problem. That way you can assure that mm -hmm. that's, that's reading correctly. But yeah, those. Well, here's, here's the bad news on that. That's a mechanical gauge. Oh, <laughs> so taking us back in time, man. Reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a mechanical gauge. I don't even have the uh, the electronic oh, sensor man. hooked up so anymore. You had to... So I don't know. I've got the car show coming up on October eighth, and if I I, I, I got to drain the oil, find out if there's shavings if, in there, it, yeah. if there's any metal in it if it looks like a pan of gold, you know. Obviously, then I know we, <laughs> yeah, we went ahead and ate a, we ate a bearing. <laughs> Um, but I'm not going to drain the oil out, find out that it's full of metal yeah, and then go buy new oil to put in it so they can take the Chevelle to the car show we're putting on, um, in three weeks or whatever. So oh, yeah. it's like, I'm just going to, it's sitting in, sitting in my dad's garage. It'll be fine. It's, it, it runs good. <laughs> it, it still runs really good. You floor it, it'll freaking blow the tires off of it and it, it moves out just fine. But yeah, that supercharger with zero, hardly zero tune on it. Probably is hard on bottom ends. Oh, yeah, it can be. <laughs> oh, yeah, any power adder to any motor, it's, you know, it's... Yeah. It's just a hit and miss. You know, it can work out good or it can it can take you away that quick. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no, it's... it's 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 crazy that the, the supercharger just kicks in so fast and it's just... Yep. It's all... It's just all. That's the one bit drawback. It's at twenty five hundred RPM. You've got it all. It's you know? all right there. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's hard on things. It's hard on a lot more. At least it's a little bit more gentle than nitrous would be. Of course, actually. Yeah, I suppose maybe. Yeah. That, it depends on what kind of shot you're running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. How many? Um, how many? Uh, 
F series did you blow up back in the day when you in your nitrous oh, days in the Hondas? Man, Dude, <laughs> I remember seeing you. We pull up there, and you're like, "Oh, no, I just got a new motor in this weekend. We're gonna try it out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the nitrous days. I, I think with with that one there, I probably went through uh, at least two, maybe three f-series you know most oh, time they're not just, too bad then no they just it the, the motor didn't grenade it just melted the valves is all i was having problems with never cooked a piston maybe charred out one spark plug and that's about, about it really just burning mm-hmm. valves on it mm-hmm. huh that's crazy did that with the uh the white integra i had the 91 a long time ago mm-hmm. same thing that, that really clean one yeah that was that b series and there was all stock and i took that same nitrous and sprayed it through that car and yeah i didn't it melted the valve on that one too so i i was pretty much done with my nitrous after that experiment with something different <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i i blew up one motor and that was when dave uh got that red civic with the oh yeah turbo did what yep. t3 t340 oe i don't know what T-O, it is uh, t04e yeah, yeah and uh he was all of a sudden he was like hot shit in the honda world and i was like no i'm not gonna let him not gonna let him beat me not gonna happen so i went and got the 75 jets and threw them in and went down to o'reilly's and i was fuck, 20 years old and didn't really know that much about stuff and i was like uh yeah i need uh i gotta get us you know colder plug in here uh because i'm gonna spray the yeah big, see, i'm gonna spray the big shot tonight you yeah. know and uh the guy didn't know have any idea because i got ngk's he's like oh yeah well delco's go this way so ngk's go up so he gave me the the hotter plug on it and we're on 84th by the event center now and it's like we're just going at it and i think i was ahead of him dave if you're watching you can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty (laughs) sure i was winning and uh all of a sudden it was got quiet didn't it didn't make a damn sound no racket no noise no nothing it just i was like oh that's weird car shut off dumped the clutch a few times tried to get it to start cranked on it nothing no all this is just i blew a hole all the piston i think it's sitting up there on that first shelf the hat i call it the the happy asian because it looks like a little asian guy smiling with the where the hole is is. that one with the hole that's a hole in there yeah oh my god (laughs) holy crap Oh, he's upside down. Yeah, so I just call this the Happy Ooh. Asian. Oh, wow. I think I butted some rings together. and uh... <laughs> Look at that, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is that is happy, man. He smiled yeah, okay. he smile more so than I do, so man. He's had the best time of his life for that, for that 30 <laughs> seconds or less or however the hell long it was. He was having Ooh. the most fun of his life. Damn. But yeah, that was, we had that, I went and got my dad's truck and the Bobcat trailer and we pulled that thing down to the garage down the street and uh, pulled the motor out the next morning or popped the head off. And I remember AJ was helping me do it and we're prying the head up and trying to get it loose. It was still stuck in the back corner or whatever. And he looks in there and he's like, dude, you're my hero. And I was like, that's not good. What, it, what, what does it look like? What, what are you talking about? He's like, there's a hole in your piston. I was like, oh no, because I just thought maybe I Damn. maybe I broke one. Do this before broke the timing belt or something, or you know, or I don't. I didn't know. I was hoping that maybe I just had to have the head redone, and then it was like, 
Well, that's pretty catastrophic. <laughs> and that's that seized up, didn't it? And that's a thirteen. That was, I think, a thirteen hundred dollar motor in like two thousand and two or whatever it was. So it was an expensive ass motor to go down to Olson's and get one. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, so he scalped us really bad back in the day. Yeah, it was it was expensive. So the nitrous got put up for about a year after I did that. I didn't run it. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. So I killed a couple of mine. I was done with it too. It was like, ah, it's it not came, for me. It came back for a short period of time. And then I sold the car. I had to get a truck. So the, which is the one car that I probably wished I still had. I tried to build the other, the, the new prelude to match that one or build what I wanted it to be back in the day. You know, the car, if I had some money, but when I was 19 years old, the car I wanted to build oh, is, yes. is what I ended up trying to recreate. But it's not the same. There's too much time in between, you know, from 05 when I sold it to, um, you know, now when to get it done last year. So there's just no, there's so much time has passed. I've grown so much and just, it's not, the scene's yeah, not things, the same. Yeah, Everything's different. Same, so time takes I, toll. With I have it, it as, you know, like a memorabilia to my past, I guess. Yeah, and that's yeah. about it. So. <laughs> What did you, what were you, you had the, uh, you had the Honda, the, uh, the Accord, what was that a 92 one? Uh, 90, I had a 91 and I had a 91 and 92 and, uh, 93 was probably the, the latest one I had, but, uh, I think the one that started was probably like the 91. That was the one that had the, the two-tone scallops kind of yep. paint job down yep. the side. Cause you kind of started out being a body guy, didn't you? Or yeah, you were kind of, of into the. Did a lot of body and paint for a long period of time. And it just, it just got old, you know, started thinking about my health long-term. So I was just like, Hmm, maybe want to go, go into something more different. So that's why I got more back into the welding. And that just, that was a game changer. It was just more relaxed for me less stress <laughs> speaking of welding you were you were the man that welded up the uh the triple intake spacer for mm. the the prelude this was the guy that uh said taz i've got a uh, project for you you want to yeah <laughs> you want to see how if you can uh weld up some dirty ass aluminum that's been... yeah that was hell a challenge man i i enjoyed doing that type of stuff you know that's it's all I do is weld every day. So it's just when you bring me those type of projects, anybody bring me any challenging project, I'm like, oh, bad. This is gonna be badass. So I just, I just try to make the best of it, you know. So what do you you do? You uh, are you welding full time now? Oh yes, sir. Where where are you working at? Or what's... I'm down at Massport right now. Oh okay. Uh, welding up a bunch of uh, aluminum tanks, you know, for the pooper trucks. So, yeah, oh. I, I build those aluminum tanks that they use on those pump systems for the pooper trucks. And you know, then after that, I just go straight down to the shop. I was going to say, I wondered if you were, had went full time down at the shop oh, yet or not. Oh, man, I wish there was more revenue going on here, man. <laughs> yeah. This town's just too small for you know, as many people doing the same type of work I do as, you know, as far as welding and fabrication. It just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of, you know, I might have to, you know, switch up locations, you know, maybe having to go explore in another state, you know, just try to expand my horizons, you know, find something new. It's it's definitely hard once, especially once you have a customer base established to, yeah. To, yeah. to cut tails and run to try to go explore and 
see if there's anything else. Well, we all get comfortable, but yeah, I mean, you've got some pretty cool projects in there. I, I definitely keep up with what you're doing on, on Facebook and Instagram or whatever. And you're doing a lot of pretty, pretty legit stuff like turbo swaps, cages, things like that. And, you know, fabrication fronts, what front noses, snouts, whatever, Mustangs and stuff. Front members. Yeah. Those are, those are pretty cool, man. It's basically a lot of, a lot of good kits, uh, rock solid motorsports. That was a lot of the kits I've been using. You know, these customers are bringing these in, and I'm just like, mm, it's pretty simple little setup. You know, just pretty much, you know, cut, mock up, and go, and just weld it all together. You know, as long as you get everything balanced and leveled out, and it works, so it's pretty effective. So yeah, I get a cool quite a few of those here and there. Other than that, just just random small parts here and there. You get some idiot coming in there. Hey, can you weld up my uh, H23 intake? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. I'll fucking I'll throw some boogers uh, on it for a few bucks. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was gonna be a challenge, man. I was just like, oh, here we go, man. Damn, aluminum that thick too. I'm like, oh, my poor machines. I'm like, you know what? Let's just send it and see what it does and. And yeah, I, you said you'd upgraded to the the torch cooler. Yeah, earlier. changed, made it, got a water cooling unit for my setup. So yeah, now I'm able to you know just keep running running the aluminum at its high rate and not having to you know just, lift up and let it cool down because most of the time it burns the torches up. So yeah, yeah I remember we investment. were what were we running we were running compressed air on your torch I think or I was just. Just, just uh, trying to cool it down in between. It's sp- cool. That's you know, I know, most, but when we were oh, we had to set in. I had to set in I, front of the actual fan. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. I had to set in front of the scroll. I remember you're doing to something cool to like. You're like, this fucker's hot. If we're gonna yeah, burn this thing yeah. up, and I was like, God damn, it I feel was, bad if I'm like over here having him do something <laughs> and he burns up his equipment. He said he wanted to do it. So, but yeah, that's that's the. Uh, it's a negative of it, I guess. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, I think we can do that. And then you get in there and you're like, fuck man, this is hard <laughs> on my stuff. I definitely didn't charge him enough. <laughs> I was gonna keep it fair, you know. If I was this, that's the challenge I took. So that'd have been all me, man. That's I, how it works. I, I hope that someday I can learn how to weld and I just got that set up and so I'm gonna oh, try. Yeah. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start dabbling with it. I've just the shitty thing is is I've bought that whole setup in the damn uh cart you know that's designed for it all that fits in there and packs it all in nice and clean is ordered oh. it with it and it's on back order it's been back order for two months oh so man. it's kind of like man I wonder, I, I wonder if that was probably coming from china it's it's stuck on a boat it definitely oh, yeah. is so it's stuck on a boat yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they they made it in America and no, put it on a boat and then drove it around the ocean and brought it back. One of those boats I've seen online recently looked like it tipped over and all your shit went flying. Uh, no, I was just playing, man. That was the one with all like the electric uh, Porsches in it or whatever that started on fire and then ended up sinking. That was bad. Yeah, I don't yeah, there was a guy that was on the uh, one of the Prelude uh, Facebook pages I'm at. He had finally got his dream car certified to be imported. It was a fortune prelude, I think. And it was coming from uh, Japan or wherever it was at that he was getting it imported from. It was on that boat that sunk when oh, all those electric cars. Man. And he'd been doing, dealing with that shit for oh. years and finally had it figured out. And it was coming across the ocean. And he's like, oh man, in two weeks, man. I'm going to have my car. He's pumped. And then he's like, 
I hope he had insurance for all this. It's not. It, it's not that boat. I swear, it's not that boat. And then it's oh, like, oh, man. it was that boat. That'd be a bummer, man. Knowing you getting some coolest JDM stuff, you know, mm-hmm. anything that came from Japan was the coolest. Yeah, I don't know. Then. I don't know if it was. If maybe it was in Europe or something. I don't know because it. I don't where if it was oh, coming that's over. Right. It was a Europe version of those same cars too. Yeah. So if it was coming from you know germany or wherever the hell volkswagen and that's right porsche i don't know what if it was coming from japan or where it was coming from maybe they picked it up on the way i have no idea i'm not in the logistics so that's right but uh so yeah i don't know but it was like he was pumped he's like yeah dude get in the car get in the car (laughs) not get in the car gotta go find another one son of a bitch <laughs> yeah, you imagine when you're trying to sleep at night and you just keep hearing that sound play over and over again. Damn. Man, I I'd have been upset. <laughs> man, I there was a couple fortunes that the, the JDM ones and they were clean as fuck and I was it was like right when I was getting ready to finish painting mine and I was like, yeah, I think I might just finish paint mine and just go get an all original right-hand drive JDM, oh, you know, man. 5 speed just just clean as fuck i'm yet to want to drive a right hand drive car for so long i don't know i don't know that i could hate like i don't know my brain could figure it out i mean like going i don't know you know the shift pattern if that's backwards or if i could even figure out how to do that but i think a right hand (laughs) drive car would be pretty cool yep it'd be real cool well i guess technically speaking that mail truck out there that 65 jeep i'm assuming you saw that right hand drive it is it's right hand drive so i gotta figure that out you're you're somewhat in chassis stuff so maybe i'll pick your brain a little bit when we get done here i'm trying to figure out what i want to do for the front end on that but Mm. that thing is twin snail mail so that's gonna have a twin turbo six liter i think oh (laughs) i definitely gotta get involved with that Sit it on air rides so it sits on the ground and uh doing mid-engine or front mount engine i think i want to do a front mount i think because actually i have to do a front mount because it's so short i kind of did some mock-up the frame's over there so um in the bay next door but with a th350 with a long tail shaft and just the ls block just kind of not even mocked up there. Long tail shaft. That damn near almost be a direct bolt onto the rear. End. Yeah, it was seventeen <laughs> inches is the drive oh, that's shaft. What it is. Yeah. Oh wow! So it, I just had a, a TH three fifty, you know, all stock. I was just kind of using for just get an idea, mock up purposes, yep. I guess. Just kind of start playing around with the idea. I don't know what it had for a motor. I'm assuming some sort of an inline four or something. So trying to fit oh, I a, think they were small too. Trying to fit a, a six liter in there or even a five seven. I've got that the original LS one. I was wondering over there. what that was sitting over there. So it's it's still good. Everything's good on it. It just uh, ate a rod bearing, so the crank shot. But that uh, maybe that'll end up going in there. Depending on the six liter that's in the the Chevelle will eventually is supposed to go into that. Cause that's the the block for the full forge mm. rotating assembly that just I haven't had a chance to put together yet. So Damn. got a lot of projects on the on the line and uh, just not enough time to do it. That's the biggest problem about when you do a remodeling project at John Wishman's house. Oh, <laughs> and I go, hey, uh, oh, do you man. do you by chance have that's a do you by chance have a uh, set of factory LS or six liter rods laying around? You need one rod. He goes, 
I don't know why you want to use that junk. <laughs> I do, but I don't know why you want to use that. Just, uh, you know, go get yourself, you know, get yourself a set of forged, you know, rods and pistons and go that route. And I'm like, okay, but I wanted to get this thing back on the road for cheap. I didn't want to fucking spend, you yeah, know, all this. He's by. like, no, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So I come up with a new idea and I run it by him. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. Just go ahead and get this. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do this. Next thing you know, it's like, uh, this is, this is way more expensive than, you know, yep, $600 yep. rod and piston and a little bit of machine work to get back together. And so, Damn. yeah, it snowballed, but hopefully maybe a nice long block and, and everything. It, it should be able to hold, uh, hold together under a stock. Well, then of course I want to up the boost on the blower and oh, do all that man, stuff. So. Yeah. Gotta make the bottom end reliable somewhat. You're gonna be squeezing a lot of power out of it. So we'll see, but yeah, and then it, it snowballed, and it's like, all right, well, might as well get a set of LSA heads or whatever, and yeah, get rid of my nice. cathedral port with the adapter plate, so that I can gain a little bit of. Oh yes, yeah, right. They do have those. For I forgot about those. I just recently started doing research on those superchargers and those adapters, and just like, oh mm -hmm. man, that's a lot of hardware, but. Hey, at least they got it somewhere where you can actually get an affordable supercharger at, you know, cheap add on and go into an engine and just roll it, you know? Yeah. When I built, when I bought mine, you'll probably shit when I tell you what I paid for the blower. I got it like right as they were starting to kind of come online and there was no adapter plates for them. And I didn't realize, oh, you I didn't got realize. The first gen, huh? Well, yeah. Well, they're all to cathedral port. So mm -hmm. they're all the, the rectangle port. And then obviously my heads are cathedral port. And so you got to have an adapter plate, otherwise there's a hole there. Yeah. And so I didn't even realize any of that stuff. And so I was like, Ooh, $450 for a supercharger. I've always wanted a supercharger. So I bought Damn, the supercharger. You got it that cheap? Yeah. Holy crap. Those things are going for like, well, granted, oh. granted I needed to buy a lid. So I bought a ZL one lid. The fuel rail was almost as expensive as the lid, I think because there was only like seven of them in the nation at certain yeah, dealers yeah. and then you know injectors and then the, and i ended up having to do a ctsv uh or zl1 or whatever water pump and then the, the pull oh, yeah, it ended right. up this... nickel and diming yeah, and sure i had three grand in it probably by the time it was all said and done but <laughs> that same kit now it's about seven grand yeah it's re yeah. ridiculous someone actually found everything all the research mm -hmm. and put it all together now they that product is seven thousand dollars now. Yeah, no, like, it was. I I got in on the the perfect time, but I was just I'm a little retarded, I guess, in a certain aspect because I I get a little excited and I just jump in. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. I always wanted a supercharged car, and uh, then I then I'm kind of just messaging and talking to some people. Like, you're an idiot. That won't work. I'm like, why? All LS stuff is interchangeable. It'll work. And they're like, no, it won't. It's different port design. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's the only thing that got me too. I I realized it over time. Yeah, like, oh. so, but I made adapter plates for it because they weren't making them at the time. The one guy that was making them just disappeared. I think he got in trouble or something. And so, of course, right when I need them, he's not making them anymore. And they were like four hundred fifty bucks back then, which I would have paid four hundred fifty <laughs> wow. bucks for the adapters. Now it's cheaper than that. Yeah, like one hundred and twenty-five bucks or yep. something like yep. that. And I would have paid the money <clears throat> gladly, but he was nowhere to be found. Nobody. He just up and disappeared. Was gone. And yeah, he, might uh, have, he might have stole someone's patent. <laughs> <laughs> very very well, who knows, man? Someone probably went after him. Hey, you 
So shortly after I went down to Rivers Metal and bought some three quarter inch plate aluminum and got my drill press out, my table saw out and cut the aluminum on my table saw at the oh, right wow. angle. And so you milled out all that material. Huh? Yeah. with my drill press and then a freaking die grinder with a carbide bit on it. And then as soon as I get done with it and like bolt them on, dude's back on the internet again. I don't know if he went, <laughs> don't know if he went on a bender or what, but it's like oh, all man. the hours of me just rigging yeah, that shit up. Just to get it going. And this guy comes back out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, why did I, I should have just waited and just kept collecting parts. And, yep. But just trying to figure out how to get all that stuff to line up and having to, yeah, it's just, it's part of the process, I guess. Just, it's part of the fun of, yeah. it's putting a puzzle together, basically. They're just really expensive puzzles. Yeah. You buy a lot of parts that don't work, and then they sit on the shelf. <laughs> I, yeah, I went through that same, I'll go through the same thing, man. I think it's just, it's something we do. You know, it's trial and error, you know, until you get it right. You know, you, you end up with a bunch of extra stuff, but that stuff actually down the road would come back in your favor it always does yeah that's a keep that's why i keep shelves full of crap yeah. i mean up there it's like gotta keep it because you never know when you're one gonna man's junk is another man's treasure man yeah, i truly I... believe in that it's always been like that i'm just hoping that all my junk becomes my treasure someday yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> we'll see we'll see if it happens i'm not sure but man. so what's your shop called what do you where do you want to drop a Oh yeah. Do a shameless plug for the, the shop that yeah. uh, welds up Honda <laughs> intakes and does uh, front ends on Mustangs. Yeah. And I can be located uh Taz Fabrication and Welding, you know, located on 6041 Cornusker Highway. Uh you can go and you might look up my Instagram, you know, Tazfab, you know, dot ninety You know, check out some of my work, you know. Let's Pretty much, I do a lot of fabrication and welding. You know, do do a lot of window tinting, do a lot of automotive customs. Period. It's just it's my passion. It's what I like to do. I can vouch. It's definitely his passion. So I've known Taz twenty years now, probably. Yeah. And motherfuckers always been doing, <laughs> always been customizing stuff yeah, or doing man. something, man. It don't matter what it is. He's like. He's throwing, you know, a new paint job when he shows up with a new paint job on the car. You know, he's got, oh, I got a turbo kit. Where the, where the hell did turbo, where did nitrous go? You had nitrous last yep. week. You know, what the hell happened? You know, so you're always, always up to something yeah, for just, sure. Just enjoy, enjoy the things I do. I just try to show the people I can, I can do better. You know, that's, that's all, you know? Absolutely. And I, you, you've got a, you got a skill set, and I, I, especially with the welding, I mean, you do some, do some really really trick shit yeah. <laughs> so I, I enjoy seeing some of the the things that you uh put together me i booger stuff together he actually lays some dimes and like actually makes things look nice and you know i use my mig welder as a hot glue gun just yeah. <laughs> just stick it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, that's gonna change that's gonna change yeah maybe oh you know come to you know, it's this time man you know everything takes time to to, to get it to where you like it it's always going to be like that it's the everyday challenge of our lives you know mm -hmm. absolutely it's it's uh if you're not growing you're dying yep and so i always try to try to learn every day i want to I want to know exactly how you do it so that I can do what you do yeah. or and vice versa. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is like, you know, on construction, I watch, 
I'm like that creep. I'm like, oh, what are those guys doing over there? Like, what the fuck is that dude looking at her ass as far? No, no, I'm looking to see what you're doing. Jeez, come on, guys. <laughs> Seeing how you do it. Golly. But no, it's it's definitely it's definitely fun to to hang out with people and know what they're doing because they yeah. you, you get to learn yeah. a lot from them. So that's how I learned so much over the years, man. Just being around a bunch of cool inspiring people that i seen them you know what i call you know local badasses you know those are people i look up to and that's what motivated me all these years and the, to keep pushing to be you know to get better you know to, to, to be able to hang with these guys you know that's that's what it's all been about for me i just just wanted to fit in man that's it's, it. yeah and it's always been a good uh not a rivalry or yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like it's camaraderie, rivalry. You know, it's yeah. like it's like, oh damn, dude, he, uh, you know, he got me. I remember when I first got beat by there was another prelude that was only in town for a couple of weeks, and he beat me. And then next week, and I went down and got nitrous. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was, and then the, it was uh, that was that just set set a ship sailing. You know, that just got me going on that. But yeah, it's always like I gotta. <laughs> I want to get that guy, you know, and I got to get the next guy. And it's always, you know, we're always, for the most part, cool with it each other. It was just all about fun, man. Yeah. Just having fun. That's that's talking shit what this... and seeing if you could outdo yeah. the guy, bef- yep. you know, the guy that you that got you the week before. But yep. without humor in this sport, it, it's just gonna die off. You know, you got to have humor to this game. You know, it's that's what we're there for. It's just a adrenaline fun, you know, just a thrill oh, ride yeah. of just going mm-hmm. out there, proving that you, you could be better than the next man type of thing. And that's just, that's just what men do, you know, but what's your thought on, uh, you kind of got your ear to the street a little bit more than I do, um, going out there, the, the younger generation. Oh, do you think that, do you think the car is the car industry dying with, Oh man, these are we the, are we the dinosaurs that are going to be yeah, dead we, and gone? Yeah. Dinosaurs slash babysitters. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want to call it anymore. I mean, this, this new generation is good. It's going to, uh, they're going to tear it apart, man. It's just not going to go well. It just, they're making it bad for us. You know, racing around the streets, you know, no one's, they just they're careless man I, yeah there's no I mean, guidance i just don't get it yeah but we did the same stupid shit yeah, when we were young today it's just gotten a lot worse it, yeah well you i know? can tell you what during americruise or well americruise in air quotes no oh, yeah, that shit was out of control I'll cops weren't doing anything like they were not stopping burnouts they were not st- i mean yeah, no, it was that's that streetcar, you know, kids streetcar takeover. That's yeah, that's the, that's the attitude out there nowadays. That's it's sad, you know. And what is the, they just go out in parking lots and just do whip shitters and a, everybody stands around a car whipping shitters. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. Seems like they should be a little smarter than that. You would think, you know, <laughs> being a new generation, they we we're relying on them to 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 make sure we can continue. To do, you know, carry this sport in a positive way to where yeah. we're not looked at as bad people, you know? They they supposed to make the difference, but if no one's there to help them understand that, this sport's gonna fall off so fast, man, to where we won't be to have no more fun. Yeah, no, and I remember to being the young guy and not wanting to be the young douchebag that was in the group. Yeah. Like I I looked up to these guys and I don't know that kids do that anymore, but like it was like uh, well, I remember one time me and AJ were in his Camaro. So this is way, way back, like probably 2000 and sixth gear performance. Remember that Jesse and oh, all those yeah. guys. And so 
that was, I guess it was right when Fast and the Furious came out, right around well. that time. <laughs> and we see a Supra, second gen Eclipse, uh, the GT, uh, or the 3000 GT. Yep. And uh, I can't remember what it was. And they were just, they were bombing down whatever street it was. And they were all swerving for all the potholes. And it was like a snake. And we seen them go by and we're like, whoa, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we jump in behind them. And we're like, oh yeah, these are the guys, those are those guys that are into the straight racing scene. Yep. You know, we're just out of high school or AJ, I think we're still even in high school. And <laughs> like, oh yeah, we've seen these guys at the races. So we're going to follow them. So we jump in and we're fucking swerving Swerve and doing right everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh all of a sudden they get into a neighborhood and we're like oh that's weird and then they pull into a driveway and they all jump out of their cars like what the fuck are you doing following what <laughs> and i'm like oh oh hey guys uh no we just uh we seen you guys at the street races last week we thought maybe you were going to the street no no man we're not going to the street races we're going home <laughs> like okay cool we're, we're gonna be going now <laughs> but yeah i was looking you know we never wanted to I don't know. I guess we wanted to, one day we wanted to run the shit, I guess. But I guess, I don't know, maybe being, I don't know, streetcar takeover probably seems pretty cool when you're 18, 19 years old, a bunch of people doing cookies and burnouts. Yeah, but this is, they just, there's a better place for it all. I mean, that's, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem safe or fun at all. No, you're basically putting yourself at risk even being there, you know? So, oh, yeah. And it, it does, it's weird that they just all get in a big circle and stand around a car doing a cookie. And, which, yeah, not knowing where the car is going to go at any given time. You know, until you see someone get punched out, you know, just like, holy shit, you got guys learn from him. He just got his ass knocked the fuck across the street, man. <laughs> yeah, like, he got bitch, bitch slapped by a quarter panel. <laughs> Fucking send game him over. Sailing. It's time yeah. to go home, man. You watch this guy get fucking screwed. So that's just like, man, you want to, you know, cut, cut the shit away, man. Get it out of there. Yeah, it's 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 horrible, man. I I hope they I I hope it changes for the better anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. I had a, a conversation actually at the Boy Scout thing about street racing or whatever, and it was it's not like the Fast and the Furious. It's not it's not like uh, completely out of control. You go to yeah. it's it's like a sanctioned event basically, and there, it can get a little out of control. But for yeah. the most part, it's it's I don't pretty. Mean, straight. Don't get me wrong. I know nothing that we do out there on those streets is safe or legal, you know. But you got to have standards. You know how far you're gonna take it before something happens bad. That, mm -hmm. You know you got to take and use your common sense on some of this stuff. You know kind of watch around check everything out before you go out and do something really stupid you know but it's kind of sit off to the side and just you know be the be the smart one just to watch what you do before you do it mm -hmm. yeah and i'm just a big old pussy nowadays i'd like to go out there and do a couple hits but hey, hey so i just gotta <laughs> i gotta self management get, i gotta grow i gotta grow my balls again i guess <laughs> i don't know and it used to be every freaking weekend we're out there beating up on something yeah. didn't matter what but get out of the game for a while and you don't know anybody out there anymore and yeah you should come down there man come, you always know, check me out sometime you know, <laughs> you know i'd go down there and just check things out i'll give me a call next time you're going down i there. sure will fun. hell yeah i sure will all right man well you got anything else you want to add anything <laughs> you want to cover that i didn't i didn't cover oh man <laughs> brought back a lot of good memories man that's all i know just this is this is cool, man. To to think back in time where we came from and 
where we are now. You know, we grew up. Yeah, that's the one thing guaranteed in life. We're all going to grow up or yep. at least get older. I don't know if we all grow yep. up or not. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old is right, man. That's yeah. what we're going to do. But yeah, as long as we stay stay true to our game, man, it's just going to make us, you know, even better people, you know, for the future wise. It's, it's all just going to work out for us. As long as we keep at it, never give up on yourself, you know, push for whatever you're trying to do in life to make, you know, make yourself happy. Just keep going for that. Never stop mm -hmm. making yourself Absolutely. happy. Absolutely. Yep. I always say if you aim for the stars, you know, you're going to fall short, but what you end up with is way better than if you yep. have no aim at all. You know, you're going to coast through life and do absolutely nothing, but you aim for the stars yep. and you fall short. You're going to be way better than you were just coasting. That's right. You know? So it's like, just shoot for the moon. Let's, and Let's be thankful that you wake up every day to doing what you do. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a blessing right there. You know, that's where it all starts. Be thankful you get up every day in your life. Hell yeah. Totally agree with that. Some days it seems like it's not worth it, but yeah <laughs> the next next day you know you, you wake up with a new fresh set of yeah. eyes and yep. you're all good to go all right taz why don't you uh let the people know where they can find you i know you already said your instagram and stuff like that but what's that again <laughs> give them to it one more time i'm located uh 6041 cornerska highway uh taz fabrication and welding uh my instagram is tazfab.9862 Look him up, check yeah, his stuff out. If you need custom stuff done, hit me up. I'm down there, you know, three to seven daily and weekends all open. So if you need anything done, don't, don't, don't have to just drop it off. Just come, come holler, you know, I'm there for you. Hell yeah. I can vouch. Taz, uh, Taz dropped what he was doing and welded up my intake for mm -hmm. me. So I appreciate that. And, uh, the car is up and running kind of now. So yep. it did work. The welds work just fine. So. That's All right, awesome. guys, uh, thanks for watching, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And oh, yeah, this episode is sponsored by FTP Speed Shop. So go there and uh, pick yourself up some merch, help support us, help support the channel, help us grow, help us get better equipment, and, uh, you know, make a better show for you guys. So <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, peace, y'all. Later. <laughs>